Divorce doesn't just affect the parents and children involved. From coworkers and employees to friends, neighbors, and spouses, the toxic fallout of divorce and years of mismanaged conflict can touch us all, all over North Carolina and America, changing the way we approach the world. Ashley Nicole Russell believes in a better way forward. Drawing on her personal and professional experience, Ashley Nicole is changing the conversation around divorce and conflict resolution as a whole. Providing thoughtful insight into this culture of conflict and the statistical effect on children and adults while offering collaborative strategies at home and in the workplace. It's time to find a better way forward, both individually and as a community of people across America, here on Divorce Healthy. We are post-IACP conference back on Divorce Healthy, talking about collaborative. We are in the season of collaborative. We are talking all about collaborative, the ins and outs, the highs, the lows, the middle, all around the circumference. We are covering every aspect of collaborative. And I have huge notes from the ICP conference. Two years ago, I put on my dream board Nobel Peace Prize because I really feel like the work that we do in collaborative is life-changing. And I think that it is absolutely going to change these generations of children to come. And the brokenness that we have in families and the fatherless generation and the respect that children learn and the wholeness that they feel or don't feel and be these generational chain breakers. And the International Association of Collaborative Professionals was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. That was literally just announced in Orlando. I cannot explain to you the sizzle in my blood that I feel when I understand and can look at any person who does not understand how collaborative, how attorneys practice collaborative or understand how this movement is happening at the most rapid pace that it is. And it's absolutely amazing that collaborative has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, woo! Wow. So my guest, my business partner, my bestie, one of the best attorneys that I know in family law because she is not only a a family law specialist and an adoption specialist and knows her stuff, she also is very compassionate and loving, has a moral compass and code, applies the law in a way that works for her clients instead of just in willy-nilly. And so Ashley Michael is here with us. She is a collaborative professional. She's been practicing for a little while longer than me, knows a lot more than I do about family law, is a better collaborative practitioner than I am, and is phenomenal and has recently 100% fully committed to collaborative in Wilmington, North Carolina, and is the premier collaborative law firm in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I am super pumped that she is here to talk with us about collaborative today. Hey, Ashley Michael, thank you for coming on. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Wow, what an opening. Gosh. (laughs) No, I mean, goosebumps that uh, we get to be a part of that. Can you believe that? I mean, claiming it, like, I don't need to personally win the Nobel Peace Prize. I just need collaborative family law to win the Nobel Peace Prize. And that's one step away. That's almost one degree of separation from officially 
having a Nobel and just being nominated, just the understanding that there is world work that's happening on the level of peace and what we do. I mean, in our discussion today, we kind of talked a little bit before that we want to talk about why choose collaborative, why transition to collaborative, why the clients choose collaborative, why collaborative professionals are choosing collaborative. Here we go. This is like, this is such an amazing explanation because we're changing people's lives and we actually are being given credit for that. So talk to me about, you are an amazing litigator. You can be very successful in court, be that champion in court, but you are choosing to do collaborative. And tell me about what is it about collaborative that's alluring you so much? And and I think it's why not. I think the message now is why not choose collaborative. So anytime oh, yeah. and and a citizen, a parent, a spouse speaks to an attorney in North Carolina, we have an ethical obligation to introduce the five legal processes that a, a party can take, and four um, out of five of those, if, if you really are talking about arbitration, even though it's court-based, four out of five of those are alternative dispute resolution. But but let's just say three. Let's say three. Let's say mediation, collaborative, and contract-based, right? So all of those are control-driven by the parties and not by a trier of fact, not by someone that's like a horse with blinders, that does not know your family, that does not know your schedule, that does not know your values, your morals, your marriage, your environment, your situation. And the why not to me is, gosh, I mean, just just what we're hearing from the IACP, um, that, that our world is changing and it has changed for years now. And that I think what you're saying and what we're hearing is that the rest of the country is catching up so I, I am leaving litigation, and um, that is why you and I partnered together a, a year and a half ago, is so I could chart my path and what I believe in. And <laughs> and so for 16 of 17 years of practice, and really after I became a board certified specialist, I just really tired of the fact that I would organize my case, I would prepare my client. Um, if we're having to go to court for as much as we could control and we, we go to case or we go to court, for example, for custody. And I had three cases in trial last week. And the judge says every time before we start the case at calendar call, everyone, please make sure, even if you've talked before, you've gotten into this courtroom today, please make sure you are you can't get, settle your case. Please make sure because I am a stranger and um, I'm going to come up with an outcome that you're not going to like. So, I mean, out of the judge's mouth, right? Um, no control of the outcome. And you're going to leave that courtroom with an order that is not going to be changed maybe ever or for months or years. And, you know, the, the judges don't get to meet these children. They don't know what happens when you leave the courtroom. And it's a really high bar to affect these people's lives and in collaborative we are a part of these people's lives that we're helping and that's just a beautiful thing that we get to engage in and so we're educators and models modelers of the process and you know don't don't people want to have control over their lives right absolutely one of the things that has always baffled me interestingly (laughs) enough 
I had a couple of speeding tickets um, as I was young, and that really led me to, I really need to have control of my own destiny and maybe be an attorney because I'm really running in with this a lot. (laughs) But I did have a bunch of different speeding tickets. And the one thing that I took away from the speeding tickets versus family law that I never quite understood is you pay a lot of money to have someone go and deal with that for you and never have to deal with the court system and never have to go to court so that someone else takes care of that for you. But yeah, in family law, you pay a ton of money to have to show up more in court. The more you pay, the more you are actually showing up in court. And like, how is that not an inverse calculation? Like, isn't it, I pay more money to not show up in court? Like, I don't. (laughs) That's a really neat analogy. And the more you're fighting and the more you're in contention and the more loss of control you have. So you're paying someone to control something for you to get through a conflict for you, but that person has no control over the system. And it and the more that you pay, it's just in, inducing more conflict into your life. And you're just showing up at the courthouse more, which in and of itself is a stressful, very conflictive situation just to be there. And so I've never understood that, but you know, neither here nor there. I do think that it is an easy choice. It is for clients when they truly understand. So what we have battled in the past is awareness. And now we have this awareness. We are here. We are in the reckoning of collaborative because they have even been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. So the awareness is getting there. And I think it's it's really right at it. I think for your geographic area, awareness has really been on since, especially since your efforts recently with the professionals there that you've been able to move and um, move and shake and get excited and get rumbling towards what it is that we're trying to accomplish in Wilmington. It's even showing up on a map, on our marketing maps, you know, lighting up like a beacon in the night of collaborative. And I think that it's because your positivity towards it, your your mindset towards it, and your change of mind, even though you are a litigator and are good at it, you have really kind of decided for your family and for the families of your clients that you've chosen this different path. So talk about what it means for your own balance, you know, because I think, isn't that so indicative? If an, if an attorney's life is truly balanced, aren't they then able to model that better for their clients? Isn't that if you're really shaking it down to a concrete slab to rebuild your life over again with with a fam- like a huge family law event, then obviously you're moving into right. a new transition of your life, new phase of your life. If you're building that house, wouldn't you want that foundation? You would want that modeled well. So I think that that's one of the things that collaborative attorneys provide. So talk about why for your own life, you transition towards collaborative. Sure. Well, so I'm a parent. Um, I have children. I'm married to an attorney. We both have been in the courtroom for years and years and have had difficult schedules where we've missed games and and doctor's appointments and events uh, where we're shuttling back and forth and saying, no, I have something more important. No, you do. No, I do. And you know, that's, that's tough as a parent. You have that guilt. But also, I believe and have always believed in empowering my clients, educating my clients to make those choices and have some control over the system, the process, their voice and outcomes. So when I left my last firm and we did this 
firm, there's no other collaborative firm um, that's vested in alternative dispute resolution in southeastern North Carolina. And so to give that commitment to our citizens, you know, the, the local public, um, employees of big businesses around here um, meant the world to me because not only does it make my life better because I can sleep at night, right? If, if I'm coming home from a court case where I know my client was gobsmacked and devastated, as opposed to they participated in a process face-to-face -face with their spouse or the other parent, and we got to vocalize what our interests were and what the next holiday would look like, um, even if everybody didn't get everything they wanted, because nobody does in life, but you had a conversation about it, then that's where that aligns with my morals and values as a person, as a citizen, as an attorney. And so to be able to start to educate the public about that, I, I'm a big educator. I come from a, a family of teachers, and um, I seem to always want to have that for myself as a mediator, as an adoption specialist, as a family law specialist, as a parenting coordinator. I just love, love, love learning more and to be able to give that back in the collaborative process, which is multidisciplinary. You know, it's not flat. We grab whatever we need, tools and resources for the family or the parties when we're working together um, to give them whatever needs they have. I always felt like I was a social worker when I was working on cases. What else did they need? What were the housekeeping issues when we came out of court? Because it didn't solve everything, whatever that order was. And so that really ticked off my boxes in collaborative to um, point clients and parents and parties in the right direction. So the big message, I think, that is still out there or, or still those ripples are finally getting out there now is that parties just need to sit down together for two hours at a time. They're going through a hard process. They don't have to like each other, but they just need to not <laughs> throw things at each other, right? The, yes. the collaborative process mm -hmm. is a cooperative method where the attorneys are not adversarial, the professionals that we grab to bring together for the process to give anyone whatever they need to get through it. We model, we educate, we bring all that to the table and guide everyone through it with the least amount of animosity. That doesn't mean that the parents that are leaving the relationship in that same household or the spouses that are becoming um, disentangled as fiduciaries. It doesn't mean that, you know, they're holding hands or driving together to the session, but they just have to have enough respect to leave the marriage together, just like they came into the marriage together. They don't have to love each other anymore, but we get them through it with respect and with dignity. And when we do that, then they're better for it with more money in their pocket, more time on their hands to go to work or, you know, go back to, to figuring out the next step of their lives. And they're modeling that to their children, their family members, their best friends, you know, their neighbors, their employers, and they're not, you know, in, in therapy for the next five years. Um, they can, they can have another productful, healthy relationship if that's what they want um, because they're not breaking down all the, what ifs and, and bad things that just happened to them because they participated in it. So they feel less of a victim. So I think that's lost. <laughs> R-E-S-P-E-C-T, <laughs> find out what it means to me. 
And I think that that's such a huge piece. I think in court, there is normally really a lot of respect in different areas besides family law. Now, I I feel like you as a family law litigator and practitioner did push respect in the courtroom a lot more than a lot of the litigators do. But I do feel like if you're dealing with federal court, there's a lot of respect, a lot of respect for the rules, for the institution. If you're dealing with state court in certain circumstances, especially in civil non-family law, there's a lot more respect for the rules of civil procedure, for the, for the institution, for the circumstance. Unfortunately, family law, because of the matter, the material that we're dealing with, which is the essence of a family, anybody who's married or has been a part of a family unit understands the dramatic intensity of different personalities and defining a family and what it is and what its values are is ever changing, is ever moving. You're dealing with personalities. And all of those things are hard to produce evidence around when you're dealing with custody, especially. When you're dealing with the finances, that's a little bit more black and white. But if you're dealing with who's a better parent, who's a, and in fact, in court, you're dealing with who's the worst parent. You know, you're not actually dealing with who's a better parent. This is not a pageant for parenting. This is, in fact, the opposite of a pageant for parenting. And so I think that that respect part is what has totally vanished in a lot of ways from most areas of family law. Mm -hmm. And collaborative is seeking to push that back into the family unit so that even if you're going to divide, there is still a level of respect so that your children can model respect for you. And then what happens for us as collaborative law practitioners is we get more respect, get more respect from the clients, get more respect from ourselves for our own time, for our own boundaries. Respect just starts to be a flower that is pollinating and producing more flowers. And and it kind of just starts to bleed into the client's lives in their next relationship, into their co-parenting relationship with that person, into their personal relationship with their child. The respect just starts to multiply. And I think that that's where it's a draw for collaborative practitioners. It's a draw for the clients when they fully understand it. And it's a draw for society, obviously, if they're rolling around with Nobel Peace Prize talk because of what's happening. And it is in a place where there's not a lot of respect in what we have going on in the world, right? There's a lot of non-respect. What is the opposite of respect? But it's not non-respect. Disdain, is that the opposite of respect? I don't know. That's maybe a little off. Lack of integrity. (laughs) Yes, that's a big one. But I think that in working on... um, figuring out how that is such an essential piece of the process and then getting that concept out, I think is a huge part of this wave that we're seeing. And when I say wave, it's because the ABA is talking about collaborative. Our state specifically just created the Uniform Collaborative Act. That's in civil, in all areas of civil. This is not just applying to family law right now. This is actually, they're talking about it in lots of different formats, construction law, They've talked about it in medical malpractice before, personal injury. And so I think that, and what? Estates. Estates. Yes. Mm -hmm. Big family context. We're trying to preserve respect and relationships. And I think that it's a beautiful thing and it's a beautiful part of the practice. And it's something that we get to know that we're part of this movement and it feels good to have such a large purpose. And it has been wonderful to be your partner in this and helping Wilmington. 
Now, one other huge passion project that you have is adoptions, and you are an adoption specialist. This will be airing in the month of November. It is November right now, which is the adoption month. And now Collaborative itself is not involved in adoptions, but it is a beautiful way to practice, and it is very fulfilling to be an adoption attorney. And so for the people who are looking for that, we do have step-parent adoptions that happen quite a bit. And that is part of this nuclear family or nucleus of the family unit and how we're able to kind of mold that and shape that and help people transition to from one family unit to a different type of family unit. I do think that that's an extension of that. So talk about your role as an adoption specialist and what it has meant to you to be an adoption attorney. Sure, absolutely. Well, like you said, it's National Adoption Month um, where the, the country actually, so national celebrate all adoptive and, and kinship families. And I haven't had a collaborative case in the adoption or juvenile world, but uh, hey, we can always aspire to use that technique or tool at any time. Wow. Um, but what adoptions and artificial repro- uh, reproductive technology cases, so that's the science, we call it art, that field, Um, What that's always meant to me is families creating families and building their dream in in whatever way they see fit. So adoptions were, to me, when I was in the high-conflict litigation world, my sort of sigh of relief or the the brighter side of, of my practice until I was more heavy into the ART world and became a mediator and and uh, settled more cases than not. So um, I really appreciate the more complex cases, the federal state-to-state cases with inter- and intrastate adoptions, the international ones where clients are adopting overseas and they need to finish their paperwork in this country so they can continue to travel or um, have the right documentation for their their child, or they're creating and making the genetics and the science work for them if they were unable to have their own child or build their family and connect and make sure that, you know, the the legal processes and procedures are in place um, before a birth. And it's it's really amazing what we can do today, um, what the science world can bring about and to not have those ramifications or biases anymore where people can say, this is what I want this to look like. I'm a single parent or I'm a mixed family or, um, you know, we have science issues that are preventing us from having, you know, X or Y and we want G. So it's really beautiful to be able to listen to uh, couples or a person that says, you know, I want to, I want to create this and this is going to be my world and my dream and to be able to give that to them and secure that permanence in a legal capacity. So I'm a part of Quad A, which is the American Academy of Adoption Attorneys and we're called fellows and that's the equivalent of a specialist designation. And what's wonderful is if I and maybe not feeling so confident in something new, I have other specialists, other professionals that I can reach out to, not just in my state, but across the country to um, give me help or feedback. And I'm the only fellow in North Carolina, east of Raleigh, um, wow. that, that has this designation. So um, I've 
had, you know, over thousands of adoptions in, in my practice since I started my career. And it's just really nice to speak for those that can't speak for themselves and, you know, tell people, don't let anybody tell you what it should be. Let, you know, you tell me what you want and I'll, I'll help you go out there and get that. One of the hallmark cases of my career was a special needs adoption that I did. And I haven't done nearly as many adoptions as you have. And I'm definitely not a specialist in the area, but the feeling of that entire process was so beautiful. And the clerks are just so helpful. And it just felt like the feeling from that is very similar to when you have to when I had a collaborative case where they really hated each other and then they signed their agreement. They told us they needed to sit side by side and sign their agreement together at the end of it. And it's like when you can do something like that, you're like, I really like I took a ripple out from the world, you know, like you just kind of feel like you removed that ripple. And I think it's pretty cool. I think it's a a really beautiful way to practice. And I'm really pumped for you to be able to have that in Wilmington now and provide that. And all of the people of Wilmington and um, Southeast North Carolina are so lucky to have that and to have your services and how well-rounded you're able to approach everything. It's been an amazing ride to watch you grow so far already and how Wilmington has already grown and how receptive that area is to this. And I think it's like that everywhere. The the areas are waiting for it. They're wanting it. They're needing it. They're just, they just need the attorneys who are going to provide it. And that's what we're working on now. And on that topic, we are going to be closing out. I did uh, find the opposite of respect and you are going to be very, this is perfect, contempt. Oh, how oh, talk about literally words. exact Ooh. is that? Like, Kinda. I don't think most people don't understand how much contempt is really used in family law. Um, that's a, a special, you know, proceeding with the court where you have basically violated what the judge has said or an order, and then you're brought before the court for contempt. And it means the opposite of respect, which wow. is I we could not have even planned. We obviously That's did not plan that because we wouldn't have been so. But how on point is that? Okay. And talking about professionals wanting to leave litigation, think about collaborative, be a part of this movement, be a part of a Nobel Peace Prize winning concept. I did launch a product in Orlando, Delivering Divorce Differently. Yay! So you can find that website now, and it's linked to all of our A&R stuff and doing uh, divorce in a healthy way and delivering it in a healthy way. And I think that um, it's a big part of the mission going forward and helping other professionals in there in Wilmington. Ashley Michael has been a huge Mm -hmm. proponent of getting other attorneys there and financial resources and mental health resources to get together for the collaborative concept. You have been doing that though for like almost a decade now. You have been the mm-hmm. centrifuge of the collaborative professionals there. And I think that um, it's a beautiful thing what can happen when you just change your mindset. What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, just be an educated consumer. You know, uh, people don't say, I've been through this before. I know what to do and what not to do. So go out there and ask the questions and do the research. And Ashley Nicole's done it for you. She has a book, The Cure for Divorce Culture. It's accessible. The statistics are there. So if you're a nerd like me and you like (laughs) numbers and statistics and data, it's there. So, you know, there's not a lot of, you you hear statistics about divorce, but there's not a lot of couples that say, I've done this, so do it this way the next time. But when they do, they say, I'm not going to court. (laughs) I'm mediating or I'm going to collaborative because 
it's going to be different this time. I'm going to yes. grab it by the reins and I'm going to control it. So become an educated consumer, become smart and um, handle it. Yes. And yeah. And learn from those who have walked ahead of you for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. Where can we find you? What is your website and your social media handle? So www.michaelandrussell.com. And we're on LinkedIn and we're on Instagram. All of it's Michael and, and Russell. Michael and Russell. Come find us if you need anything in Wilmington or if you're looking for adoption services throughout the state of North Carolina, you can contact Ashley Michael. And thank you so much for being on here with me. Love you. Love you too. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Bye. And we'll see y'all here on the next episode of Divorce Healthy. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Divorce Healthy, your guide to mastering conflict resolution at home and in the workplace. To inquire about speaking engagements, purchase your copy of Ashley Nicole's book, The Cure for Divorce Culture, or to schedule your private orientation meeting, head to www.anrlaw.com. You can also find us on social media at ANR Law. Find a better way forward right here on Divorce Healthy.